We're learning about youth today, right? And also for the so we are learning today about Yaldut. Yesterday we were with, uh, learning about Yain and about uh, alcoholism. I saw a, a fascinating statistic yesterday. Um, that I, I don't know if it's true or not, but it makes sense. It says that about 20% of ER visits are somehow alcohol related. Either somebody hurt themselves or somebody hurt somebody else. Uh, about 20% of ER visits are alcohol related in some kind Ramin of way. Actually, Ramin actually found the cup that Elias was talking about. <laughs> oh, the, the cup that you should have two cups of? So this is what Peleoet is teaching. You know, like they say about uh, smokers and about lung cancer. Right? It's not that 50% of people who smoke get lung cancer, but 50% of people who have lung cancer are smokers. So it doesn't mean that one automatically leads to the other, but if you want to avoid it, if someone wants to avoid lung cancer, the first simple thing to do is avoid smoking. So this is the same thing. It's not that 20% of people who drink end up in the ER, but 20% of the ER visits come from alcoholism in one way or another. If a person wants to avoid that, you know, it's uh, something worthwhile to be cautious about. So today we're learning about Yaldut. So that was a very interesting statistic that I, that I saw yesterday. So Yaldut, youth, Chachamim said, Yaldut Osa, youth does a lot. <laughs> youth causes a lot of mistakes. You know that they say youth is wasted on the youth. <laughs> so Uchtiv, the Mishle says, "Ivelat keshua bere belev naar shevet musayer chiken nami menu." Foolishness is tied in the heart of a young person, shevet musar, and the rod of discipline yachiken nami menu will distance uh, him from that foolishness, meaning that from inexperience. Uh, and not having experience with the world and not understanding the consequences of his or her actions, the, uh, a child will make a lot of mistakes and will have a lot of ideas that an adult would not imagine. You know, they get a lot of ideas of why not let's try this, like you know, without uh, uh, knowing where uh, where it's going to end up. And so Shevet Musar, a rod of uh, discipline, is going to distance him. So first and foremost, this is the responsibility of a parent to their child. That for anything that the child is doing that is not good, he has to give him the message or give her the message. This is not okay. To chastise them and to discipline them. To rebuke over their sins and over their actions. Sometimes harsher, sometimes softly. And this requires the wisdom of a parent that sometimes the discipline has to be more harsh depend in accordance with what it is that the child is doing. And sometimes the discipline is softer. You know, you kind of just have to, with words, you have to let them know. 
Don't smile. Don't smile over their bad behavior and, uh, and what they're doing. This is responsibility of a parent. Responsibility of the very, very first thing. Uh, a, child, a child to grow up with good character. The very, very first thing that they need is parents who feel a sense of responsibility for them and parents who are a proper authority figure in their life. Again, not that the parents should be cruel. I'm not talking about the parents should be cruel, but the parents have to be an authority figure which gives guidance over what's right and what's wrong. And a child who doesn't have that in their life, who doesn't have a parent who gives them guidance of right from wrong, uh, ends up uh, in all kinds of places that Pele is going to talk about soon. This is a parent's duty. It's an, it's sometimes for a parent it's an uncomfortable duty. We've talked about this before. Parents have mercy on their children. Parents love their children. But sometimes that love and that mercy, if it's too much, to the point that a parent is not willing to discipline or say anything to their child, they end up spoiling their child. So part of the responsibility of a parent is to be an authority who is able to show their child what's right from wrong in the right kind of way. And he says, sometimes you have to uh, convey that in a harsher way, and sometimes you have to have the wisdom to know that I can't go too harsh right now, and also it's not... Uh, it, it's not it's not working right now, so I have to, but I still have to convey it, but in a softer way. So our rabbi said that when it came to the Torah education, at the beginning, there was no education system. And what happened was, a person who had a father would be able to learn Torah. A person who did not have a father to teach him would not learn. They would be uneducated. They would read the Torah. Literally, you should teach your children the Torah. So it's the job of a father to teach the Torah and nobody else. So if somebody had a father, they would learn Torah. If somebody did not have a father, they would not learn Torah. Until there was a man... Um, Forgetting Yehuda ben Gamla might be wrong, but I might be right. But uh, you, someone can check. I think his name was Yehuda ben Gamla, if I'm not mistaken. He said, This system is terrible. This is not good. A person who has a father will live. A person who doesn't have a father should die uh, because they don't have access to education. The Hitkino, so he made a takana, he instituted and established the very first school system. That every city should have teachers who teach the young children in every country. It works exactly the same. It is not just for Talmud Torah and being educated in Torah that you need a teacher. And if a person didn't have a father who was able to teach him, the community should have teachers available in order to teach them. It's not just with a Torah education. It's the same exact thing when it comes to discipline, and when it comes to rebuke. There are many who do not have their fathers being responsible for them. There are many... This is, Peleot is saying this 200 years ago. <laughs> 200 years ago. There are many fathers out there who are not 
being the proper guidance and proper discipline for their children. Machmat, and it could be for any reason. Sometimes the fathers are working too hard. They are so busy with their work that they don't get to their children. And then there are some fathers who just travel a lot. They're just not home. They're not home to help out with disciplining and with teaching the children. And Barminan, you should know, there are some who don't have a father. There are some who grow up as orphans. So, and even their teacher in school. Their teacher in school is responsible for, responsible for so many kids. Uh, they're not always able to be that disciplinary force. Sometimes if they have a zikhut, if they merit it, they have an amazing teacher or an amazing guide who will give it to them. But not every time is that teacher or the rabbi able to get to them. So, and then what ends up happening? No father, no teacher. Those children end up with every blemish you could imagine. They get involved in all kinds of mischiefs. They get in, they get attracted by bad culture and by bad gangs and and the wrong groups of, of friends. They end up in all uh, kinds of lightheaded behavior. They they come to the synagogue and they're just destructive <laughs> when they come to the synagogue. They don't pray one word uh, of the tefillah. <laughs> One word of the Shema Yisrael, they don't say. They just come to shul and they destroy. <laughs> and then you see them in the marketplace. You see them outdoors and they're jumping around like like uh, uh, um, Ayalim. Uh, like, they're uh, hopping. Yeah, they're, they're hopping around. And these are youth that they shame the faces of the elders. And they have no chajalat. They have no chajalat. They have no uh, sense of shame in their behavior. That shame, that busha, which is such a Jewish character trait, the Torah says that it's one of the character traits of the Jewish people. Uh, one of the inherent genes and character traits of Am Yisrael, the Jewish people, is our busha, is our chajalat. Is that we have a sense of shame. And these children have no parent to guide them, and they have no teacher to guide them. And because of that, they end up being shameless uh, in all of their behavior, which is the the worst thing. And because of all of this, therefore, in every city and every town, they have to have uh, directors, people who should be in charge of the youth. And uh, you call them youth directors, but when he's talking about a parnas. He's also talking about an adult figure. Uh, it's not like a, a youth himself to be, or a youth herself to be a youth director, but adult figures. Who are worrying for the children. That's the Jewish Education Committee. This is the Jewish Education, Jewish education Plus Discipline <laughs> Committee of the synagogue. It doesn't just have to be board members. Board members can help, uh, right? Our, for our, our local board members, right? but they should go around every week. They should be checking every week 
visiting the classrooms and visiting the and seeing well what are the children learning are the children successful in their learning so we have a program in the mechanics over them or if we have a Talmud Torah program for them so it shouldn't just be that there's a Talmud Torah there should be designated people in the community who pay random visits to the Talmud Torah who pay random visits to the classrooms and the program on Shabbat and they see, are, is, are these programs successful? It was 200 years ago, Pele, I was just saying this. This is amazing. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it, it blows your mind. And if they're not successful, they have to see where are things going wrong here. Is it because the teachers are at fault? Because the teachers are not caring enough or putting enough devotion into the children. Or is it something that the children have something going on in their life that it's more difficult to get to them? That the children are not paying attention to come learn. And they should see who is the one that they have to help them in, and, and discipline them. To the teachers, they should always talk with love, show love and empathy, but private rebuke. Don't rebuke somebody in public in front of other people. It usually doesn't accomplish much. If you if you yell and scream at somebody and you embarrass them in front of somebody else, most of the time that doesn't work. So give them rebuke privately over the importance of what they have to do, but show them tremendous love and empathy on the outside. You're our brothers, you're doing the most important work of the community, of the most important responsibility of the community on your shoulders. Your work is the work of heaven, is the work of Hashem. And you're here and you're working for us and you're getting paid hourly. Right, do your best to learn from Abba Chilkiah. We're going to have to finish up from uh, Abba Chilkiah. But Abba Chilkiah was a person that the Chachamim praised. He was a day worker. That the rabbis would come and he was in the middle of his job, his day job. They would come say hi to him and he didn't respond to the rabbis. He didn't even answer the rabbis because he said, I'm in the middle of my work. I promised my boss and my employer that my hour is 60 minutes. So my hour has to be 60 minutes. So if somebody else is coming to disturb me, even if he's a rabbi, he's a rabbi of the community, he comes in, he didn't answer them. He didn't even respond. Sorry, I'm working right now. Later. And Chachamim praised him. And that his hour was 60 minutes. So, Pezrat Hashem, we're going to continue on this point. Tomorrow, we wish everybody a happiest, happiest Wednesday.